0: Today I want to talk about the lost in translation problem and what's the best way to describe it. Um, The more people you involve in building something, the more you have to invest in your communication and in your processes so that you do not end up in a huge pile of chaos. And one of the great things when you start building something on your own, so uh, as uh, a single person or a single developer, of course, the great thing is that everything happens in your mind. So um, there is basically no chance to get lost in translation because you always have all the context in your head. Um, Of course, it's starts to get a little bit more difficult if you involve one or two other persons and then it depends a little bit on the, on the setup that you have, that you work together and so it's not a huge wonder that a lot of founders, um, how to say, look back into their early days in a, in a very positive light. Because in the early days it was usually like a setup like two four people sitting in one room focusing on one thing to get one thing out and since they do it and this sitting in one room is basically like um, yeah you basically cannot get into this lost in translation thing because in the end you don't need any kind of process so you just ask and you just look over the shoulder and um, just discuss things and when you do this on your own um, nothing like this happens as well and this is kind of a learning I had now mostly like looking on building um because I'm starting now to build um, the Mind the Docs product and I do it in a different way than I did it with Data Tasks, or still doing it with Data Tasks. And so with Data Tasks, I decided to use the stack that I was using in a lot of projects that I was doing for clients. And um, these setups were usually like um, decoupled front-end and back-end. Uh, so that we have um, using a react frontend and then in the backend whatever is needed to build this kind of product and so most of the time uh, it was some kind of serverless functions um, in the data task setup it's a little bit different because um, i didn't want to do a serverless task but in the end um, it's like it's a microservice um, with different kind of um, different kind of endpoints. that's doing stuff. So, but basically two different kind of um, systems. And the major problem, for example, uh, compared to the projects I did uh, for clients, was like that uh, we split it up work. So um, I did or well, still doing. I started with the backend, then I had another developer continuing and extending it and bringing it on a really good uh, level, and then I took over again and so on, but it was um, always like a different setup um, compared to the frontend developers, so um, the one, or two, one and two persons who worked on the frontend uh, were in a different company, um, in a different setup, and the major part why progress with data tasks is kind of slow, is usually at the moment really like the the disconnection between front-end and back-end. And the problem is the back-end is not a well-established back-end yet, so it's not an API that is well documented and it's uh, bulletproof because, I don't know, 20 other applications are already working against it. Um, It's something new and the same like the front-end and so usually if we would sit in the uh, same room it would be pretty simple so we would always like asking ourselves like okay yeah i'm just trying to get some data from this endpoint but it looks like that it does not work like it should be working can you just have a look and then i can say oh yeah look here um you just missed one of these configurations files uh, where i didn't have the time to document it yet how um, what kind of stuff should be um, we the endpoint is expecting and we did some effort to improve it and it improved a little bit but still it's really like um, yeah it's we don't really have the processes uh, to bring it on a on a good level also because we don't really have so many opportunities to do so one opportunity would would be like to create this startup um, set up at least for, I don't know, three or four times a day or oh, no, three or four times a week so uh, have an one hour or two hour slot uh, where we basically just connect together and we can just discuss things uh, when they come up and if not, uh, we would just happily hack away um, right now I can't do this because I still have too many um, client projects and so my time usually is like in the evening where I can do some stuff for data tasks so right now we're trying little things to improve it a little bit but right now um, I basically have to stick with it so um, to get it ready to the to the initial version and we're not so far away yet so we have most of the um, onboarding sign-up is already ready and like the next parts are not so hard hopefully and, um, and so um, it should be a bit easier and then also like a bit quicker but um, in the end when looking at it and especially like to the point where I had to make a decision what kind of setup I want to use and I had two setups in my mind so one was like the one that we were ended up with like the coupled front-end and back-end and I choose it because I used it a lot in other projects. And the other one was like to do this with one developer and to develop um, a Django application. I think if I could go back in time, I would definitely do the Django application. Because now compared um, with Mind the Dogs, so Mind the Dogs, uh, we started development this week. And um, and just because of the learnings, um, I had with the data task project, I decided to do this um, in a different way. So and also maybe like it's a test to really see, uh, okay, if it's a better uh, solution. And so I just now have one developer who's working on uh, Mind the Docs and we do this with um, using Django. And so he basically now owns uh, front-end and back-end and can just yeah move on. And But here, and, so, and we definitely have a lot more speed compared to, to the other things and I can already see this just after a week and I already see the other parts so all parts that I have to take care of so right now this setup is just like providing some external tools. Um, it's the same, so um, when I forgot to invite someone, uh, to invite my developer then, in, for example the the transactional email tool that we are using and he always has to ask me like, uh, well, have you added this um, setting, have you done this and so on, we we lose so much time and uh, it doesn't really make sense, so my major task right now is like to give everything in his hand uh, in his hand so that he basically can get the stuff done and I don't know, so I will now wait next three, four weeks how everything will go on and um, so before I can I don't know, do a proper final judgment, but for right now I would say um, if you build everything yourself, fine, then everything you don't really have to think about, I would always go with that, and so I always say just, just build it on yourself, so if I would have had more time um, I would definitely do this as well so and then it might be very obvious that I would have settled for for Django and so on so because I don't really like to work in React um, so one learning and if you have kind of setup like I have where you work with um, different developers um, make sure that in the beginning you don't really have to set up some kind of process um, so that they find a way to communicate with each other and yeah share stuff in between so I definitely would always now go with one person who basically owns the whole development part and um, so that we don't lose the speed Because I think when everything is more established and is already built and a lot of stuff is, I don't know, refactored, improved and so on, then it might be easier that you then at some point split it up and say, okay, yeah, now we can, for example, work with um, a separated front end uh, on top of the application and so on because we, we already have a good foundation to do that. But to do this from day one, definitely a risk to do that because yeah, if you create dependencies that cannot be optimized so that people have to wait uh, so you lose a lot of speed and so and this is what I call loss in translation and I think if you know if we now go a step back to the beginning it's like when especially like with the different kind of clients I'm working on this is really like the, the major difference I see is like there are a few companies who really get this working. So they have processes in place um, that enables them to, um, to find a really good way to, to work together and to don't lose time uh, on, on the different kind of stuff. And the ones that I see that are so slow and really don't get stuff done, and just rarely, um, I don't know, succeed to to get awesome features. Um, they are usually the ones who really like lacking these kind of uh, processes. And I think the interesting thing is like that there is not really like a, uh, how to say a textbook um, implementation uh, there. So at least I didn't came across one and so it, it's something that it seems that every company has to find uh, themselves uh, so how they set themselves up so that they keep the, the speed and but still keep the qualities and so on and so uh, this is really hard but if you build something yourself um, you first uh, in a good position and so for me it's like really like for for me my learning my major learning is really like always to make sure that in the beginning everything lies best case really like in one person and so that you don't really create any kind of blockers because nothing is really more annoying that when you have a product idea and you want to get it out of the door that you cannot really do it and that you cannot really succeed doing it this is mostly annoying so Uh, This is my learning and see you next time